All right, let's go back to Acts chapter number 9 and get a running start at what we're doing here today. Uh, and again, thank you uh, for everyone uh, who has helped uh, the last few days. Uh, you have been a blessing. Uh, but part of uh, the reason for my message today is, be- is because of Vacation Bible School. And, and I really want to bring us to uh, really one question uh, by the end of the sermon today, uh, and then probably one main point. Uh, which uh, we'll give for the invitation time for us to pray. Uh, But uh, we began yesterday, I did in my messages, uh, with the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter number 9. And to save a little bit of time, we know that before Paul got saved, he was Saul of Tarsus. Uh, Saul of Tarsus uh, was uh, a pretty bad guy. Uh, And uh, he was great in the sense that he had uh, a a heritage, uh, he had a history, uh, he was a Pharisee. Uh, He's of the tribe of Benjamin, Uh, and as far as pedigrees go, uh, the Apostle Paul had a great pedigree. Uh, Later on, uh, he said all those things, reminded uh, that uh, he had reason to boast, but he counted everything but loss for the excellency of Christ. Uh, But God was dealing with Saul uh, in uh, chapter number 9 on the road to Damascus. Uh, The Lord appeared to him uh, in a bright light. Uh, uh, God confronted him. Uh, And we believe that he got saved on that uh, road to Damascus. Uh, And then God uh, told him, struck him with blindness, and told him uh, to to go uh, to meet someone uh, where we're going to pick up in verse number 10. It says there in Acts chapter number 9, verse number 10, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. It's always good to answer the Lord when the Lord is calling. And he says, And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire of the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem, and he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Notice what it says, verse 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear the name, my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. So Paul gets converted. Struck with blindness, he's carried uh, by uh, some other people that went with him. Uh, and uh, God showed this man, Ananias, in a vision that he is to go and meet Saul. Uh, and Saul had a reputation. Everybody knew. In fact, everybody knew why he was coming to Damascus. There was no, it wasn't a newsflash to them. Uh, he was coming to persecute Christians. That's what, Paul, that's what Saul did, uh, killing them, uh, torturing them. Uh, and he was uh, a murderous man. Uh, and not only, uh, I mean, it was, it was just common knowledge uh, that that was, was, that was the case. So Ananias had a little bit of uh, apprehension uh, to go and meet. Uh, you know, if you knew somebody wanted to kill you uh, and then you had to go meet them, uh, then uh, that is, uh, that's some, some dangerous territory. Uh, but he said, I've told uh, him to come. And he gives the vision to Ananias. And he says, I showed you to him in the vision. Uh, and he says, hold on, <laughs> this guy is a bad guy. Uh, and God says, hold it. Um, he is a chosen vessel for me. In Galatians, in chapter number one, we won't go there for sake of time, uh, but there the Apostle Paul uh, says that he was separated from his mother's womb uh, to preach the gospel. Uh, I believe that God knows us before he forms us in the belly. Uh, he knew us. Uh, that God has a purpose and a plan where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus 
unto good works. God's uh, foreordained, predestined that we be conformed to the image of his son. Uh, there is a plan that God has for me and for you. He had a plan for the apostle Paul. Uh, and uh, so all that time uh, that Saul was, uh, was doing things and, uh, and persecuting the church, he did it in ignorance. Uh, God saved him, but we, it's revealed in the Bible that God, uh, that God understood and knew and had separated him. God has a plan. That's why when he writes uh, Paul in Romans 8, uh, 28, that all things work together for good, uh, it gives us perspective on that. Uh, your past, no matter how checkered it might be, God can use it for his glory. Uh, he uses that to prepare us. God doesn't make mistakes. Um, I got saved when I was uh, 14, uh, but the things that happened in my life prior to being saved, I always say B.C., before Christ, all the B.C. things that happened in my life, God uh, used them uh, to form and mold and shape me into the person that I am today. Uh, and uh, so uh, I have the scars of sin in my life, and I understand all of that, uh, but, I, but I'm thankful uh, that God allowed me to go through the things uh, that I went through so that I can help people that maybe are going through the same thing. So he said, hey, I want you to go and meet Saul. He says, time out. He's a bad guy. God says, don't worry about it. I've called him, uh, and uh, he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name uh, before the Gentiles. Now turn back with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians in chapter number 4. And we think about, maybe tonight as well in the message, I'll be talking about different vessels and, uh, and, and you know, what we are and how we're to be a, a vessel that's fit uh, for the master's use. Uh, but I want to look at this passage. In verse number, or verse number one of chapter number four, remember Paul is speaking to a, a carnal church. Some had repented. They were, they were pretty messed up. The church at Corinth uh, was basically a church that was made up of um, uh, saved uh, slaves in that time uh, and artisans in the area. Uh, and they, were, uh, they weren't the cream of the crop uh, of, of Corinth. Uh, and what is funny about that, at least to me, I, I find it funny, uh, is that in chapter number 10, uh, let's move over there just real quick, keep your spot there uh, in chapter number 4. In chapter number 10, in verse number 10, uh, right there we go, uh, the Bible says this, uh, it says um, about Paul, verse 9, it says, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters, for his letters say they are weighty and powerful, uh, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible, all right? So kind of the riffraff at Corinth, um, we're saying about Paul uh, that he writes these letters and these big, strong, powerful letters and, uh, and has the right things to say. But when he shows up, he's just a weakling uh, and his speech is contemptible. Uh, next he goes, I'm going to come and my, my, uh, my demeanor is going to match uh, my speech. Uh, and he kind of puts that out there. But you have saying basically Paul is an embarrassment. Uh, the gospel is being represented by Paul, uh, and, uh, and he writes big, uh, but his presence are saying it's, it's in the way of, or it's not helping uh, the cause of Christ, uh, but it's really kind of the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, it's, uh, it's, we, by the way, every one of us, when you criticize, what's that saying? When you point to somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Uh, we're so good at calling out the problems in other people and not seeing the problems that we have in our own life. The, the people at Corinth were messed up people. By the way, you're messed up people. Um, uh, all the people that God used in the Bible are messed up people, uh, except for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're all, if you're here today and you're, and you're saved, you're, just a, you're a sinner saved by grace. 
Uh, and there are two types of people, saved sinners, lost sinners. And everything that happens that is good in our life, uh, it's all the grace of God and what he has done. And so he is saying to them and speaking to them about the ministry. And often the Apostle Paul uh, is commending. He's giving uh, perhaps the things that he's gone through, which partly is what he's doing here in chapter number four. Uh, but uh, remember, Paul, uh, Saul, before Paul, Saul was somebody. Uh, Saul uh, was successful. Uh, he was feared. Uh, he had all the pedigree. He had all the blessings. Uh, he was somebody everybody knew who Saul was. And, by, and there's also some time from his conversion to the time he starts showing up and preaching and things as well. Uh, God prepares us. When somebody gets saved, don't expect them the very next day to be, you know, a Sunday school teacher or, uh, or whatever. There's time. We have to grow. We have to be disciple. We have to learn. And Paul did that, and he was, uh, he was off with some who were instructing him, uh, and some believe up to 10 years uh, before Barnabas uh, and stuff was sent uh, to, uh, to get him. Uh, and then we see about his missionary journeys. But he says in verse 1 of chapter number 4, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. They were, they were always struggling with persecution uh, in the first century church, uh, difficulties, problems from without, uh, but then also uh, false teachers and, uh, and uh, people that the Judaizers uh, who, who always, they just took, and they never, they never did. They are just people who um, uh, would uh, proselyte uh, from those who were saved. And so they would have their twisted little uh, things that they would add to the gospel. And the legalism and all of that uh, was added to faith. He says in verse 2, But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Uh, he's, he says, what has been accomplished for the gospel has not been accomplished through dishonest ways. We've not been crafty. Elsewhere, he talks about there's been no guile. Uh, there's no slickness to it. Uh, I think about Vacation Bible School. Uh, we have um, our main goal in Vacation Bible School is to have boys and girls here so they can hear the gospel and get saved. That's it. I mean, that's the main goal. Uh, we want them to have fun, and they have fun. They enjoy it. We all do as we, uh, as we serve in it. Um, it. It was a struggle yesterday with uh, the headaches and all the different stuff and the screaming and whatever, uh, and, uh, and I always have fun. It's like one of the better days of the year, but it's also one of my most dreadful days of the year uh, because I know uh, all the labor that's put into it, and it's tiring. Uh, I'm, I'm almost 50, and I'm trying to behave like I'm five, uh, and, uh, and so that, that, that'll, wear you, uh, that'll wear you out. Uh, but our goal is just to see young people saved. Um, I would much rather people get saved earlier in life uh, and then live for the Lord and not have to uh, struggle uh, with the scars of sin and the decisions. It's better to, the best testimony is to have never done uh, the things that uh, people have done uh, and to live for the Lord. So if we can get them when they're uh, four, five, six years old and they can trust Christ and begin to grow in the spirit and learn of him and, uh, and, uh, and uh, be obedient to parents and living for God, uh, that's really the goal uh, is to see them saved. So everything, the decorations, the planning, everything, one goal in mind, that is to give the gospel uh, throughout the day uh, so that we can bring young people to a decision. And by the way, uh, if you're here for the first time, Berean Baptist Church is not an easy prayerism church. 
Uh, we're not a one, two, three, pray after me kind of church. And so we want to make sure uh, that young people uh, understand. In fact, at the end of kind of my invitation, I was asking kids if they had questions. And, uh, and one kid said, um, I really don't understand what you're talking about. And I said, well, would you, you know, well, let's go with somebody else and maybe they can explain it better. Uh, and so off they go. And we want, we want the children to know that they're a sinner that needs a savior. But we don't want to make hell so hot and scary and everything else and try to use fear tactics and other types of things for them to make a profession of faith. We want their salvation to be genuine. We want them to have assurance of salvation uh, as they grow. And we want to see uh, them develop the fruits of spirit uh, in their life. So Paul says that uh, everything's been above board as we've, as we've given the gospel. Uh, and it's, uh, you understand that, your conscience understands it, uh, and also it's been done in the sight of God. He says in verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Um, the gospel is our greatest treasure. Uh, it's the greatest thing that we possess. If you're here today and you're saved, you possess salvation that has been given to you. Uh, by the grace of God through faith. Uh, the righteousness of God has been applied to your life through the blood of Jesus. We're not, nothing that we've done, it's not our righteousness as, as filthy rags. Um, there's nothing that we've done to merit salvation. Uh, but we also have a gospel. We have a message in our life, the story that our life tells. Uh, and if our gospel, if the gospel is hid, it's hid to them to lost. If our gospel is hid, it's hid to them to lost. That's why God says we're supposed to let our light shine uh, and uh, we didn't sing that song yesterday, uh, and uh, that was one I forgot. Uh, but uh, we're not to be secret uh, agents. Uh, our salvation and our faith is supposed to be lived out loud. People are supposed to see our works and then glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Um, not see our works and glorify us. We deflect that, uh, and we give glory to God. Uh, and so be thinking about that as we continue here uh, in these next uh, verses. Verse 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants uh, for Jesus' sake. So he says, uh, there's no craftiness, uh, there's, there's no sneaky stuff. Uh, it's all up front. Uh, it's the gospel. We're not hiding the gospel uh, of Christ, our gospel to you. In fact, he'll tell people all through the New Testament uh, that you, you know how I am. You've seen what I've done. Uh, it's all out in the open. I, I've loved you. You're my joy, my crown. The more I love, the less I be loved. Uh, and he was just super transparent, uh, which I'm glad because we have that for us uh, to see and understand. And uh, as an example that we might live that way, especially preachers, uh, we, want to, uh, we want to do things uh, that will please the Lord and do it uh, God's way. Uh, and he said, uh, there are people who have been blinded. Uh, and the gospel has to shine through that darkness uh, and give them light. Uh, and then he says, uh, this is the important part. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He didn't say, I have this treasure in earthen vessels. If he did, he'd be right. Uh, but he made sure to say, we. Uh, and, uh, and partly because a little bit later, he's going to point out uh, their hypocrisy uh, and, uh, and, and different things. And uh, he's, he's saying, I am an earthen vessel. You are an earthen vessel. Uh, God has placed this treasure uh, in earthen vessels. Uh, and, and you say, what is an earthen vessel? If I think of 
we know God gives us the, the analogy uh, that he is the potter and, and we're the clay. Uh, he molds and shapes us. We're to stay on that wheel. He applies the pressure. And, uh, and uh, we sometimes, as the, the, the uh, clay, uh, will say to the potter, you know, why hast thou made me thus? And God says, you shouldn't ask that. Um, it's up to uh, the master, it's up to the craftsman, uh, he's going to mold and shape you in the way that he wants. And, and, and there's part of us, we're just supposed to, I just kind of imagine uh, uh, a pot on a wheel. How many have ever done that, by the way? Uh, I've not done that, I'd like to try that sometime. Uh, and, uh, and they're working that, and sometimes it plops over, whatever. I just imagine myself on it, just enjoying the massage. <laughs> you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm staying on the wheel, I'm not going to push back, so pfft, I fall over this way. And so it's all good, God's in control. Uh, and he makes some vessels to honor and some to dishonor. Um, he is a sovereign God, uh, and he does what he sees fit. Um, and again, you are the way that God made you, uh, and, uh, and there's no mistakes. Uh, and when people, uh, when people complain about that, and we all do, uh, just, just remind yourself that you are exactly who God made you. Uh, and, uh, and when we are dissatisfied uh, with that, uh, we're, we're basically saying to uh, the potter, why did you make me this way? And it's probably one of the most dishonoring, disrespectful things that we can do. I know we struggle. Everybody does at times with different stuff and self-esteem and looks and whatever, uh, all of that. Uh, but please remember, God makes no mistakes. Uh, he made you a boy. He made you a girl. Uh, amen. Uh, he's, uh, he doesn't like, there's no like, you know, uh, oops, uh, and uh, you're something else. God uh, is in control uh, of all of that. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Uh, as Remember, all the Bible written for us, not all the Bible written to us, as he's talking to first century Christians uh, about earthen vessels, they knew exactly what he meant. And what those were, were jars of clay, pottery, uh, that were the, they were the first century version of, of cheap disposable storage. That's what it was. Uh, it's the equivalent of our plastic bags, <laughs> uh, if you can even get them anymore. Uh, and uh, so it's just, there's throwaway things. Uh, they were cheap, they were made. If they made vessels out of metal or they made them out of glass, uh, if they broke, they would be repaired. They're often costly, but those uh, jars of clay uh, were just throwaways. Uh, if they broke, they broke. There's no fixing them. They were cheap and they were, in, in, they were everywhere. They were common. Everybody had them in their home. Uh, some people would take uh, very valuable items and put them in vessels, uh, these types of earthen vessels, so that people wouldn't, you know, wouldn't look in there. Uh, I mean, who would put something expensive uh, in something so cheap? That's kind of an obvious thing, and we have you know, ways that we do that even today uh, in our homes. Uh, so the earthen vessels were something that were cheap, throwaway things. And he says, we have this treasure uh, in earthen vessels. Uh, remember this. Um, when God made us, the Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 7, he says that he formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The Bible says, In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust uh, shalt thou return. Psalm 104, verse 29, Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled, thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Maybe you've heard this at a funeral. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Uh, we, God formed us. He formed us from dirt. And he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. 
and all we are, and, and when you, uh, I know scientists have done this, I'm not a scientist, but when you, you break the chemicals down, and we're dust. That's all we are. Uh, the Bible uh, says elsewhere uh, that for as the heaven is high above the earth, in Psalm 103, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are grass, and as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. The Bible says in 1 Peter, For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man is the flower of grass. James 4 says, Whereas we, uh, ye know not what shall be on tomorrow, for what is our life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Uh, all we are is dust and dirt. Uh, we are, uh, t- this flesh is temporary. Aren't you glad that it's temporary? Uh, we're going to one day see him as he is and get a glorified body and, uh, and God removes the, uh, the pain and things and uh, tears from our eyes and God does a wonderful thing. Uh, but if you live to be 150, uh, it's nothing compared to eternity. It's just a vapor. It's like grass and leaves. The Bible says it's here for a little while, then vanisheth away. Uh, and not only that, but uh, the psalmist says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Uh, you think about how vast this universe is and, and how small we are. Uh, I've said this before. One of my, the easiest ways to illustrate that is uh, to, on Google Earth, just to put your address in there. And it goes from the, the whole earth and it's spinning it all down and it's boom, 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 all down. But there's 7 billion people uh, that are out there and you're just one person. And the Bible teaches us that uh, even though I'm one of 7 billion or whatever it is, that God knows my name, he knows my frame, uh, he, knows the hairs on, he counts the hairs on my head, he knows everything about me. Before I was born, uh, he knew me uh, and there's some significance. But the psalmist says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Uh, and, uh, and part of that comes from the fact uh, in Job 14, the Bible says that man is born, a man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Not only are we really just dust, but we're, we're just a mess. Um, uh, our, we have a short life and that short life is just is filled uh, with trouble. Uh, and, uh, and the Apostle Paul uh, was that way. You uh, were that way. The gospel... The Bible describes uh, it in Matthew chapter number 13 uh, as a pearl of great price. He gives us that picture. Uh, A jeweler will pay all that he has uh, for that pearl. Uh, The the gospel uh, that Stephen lived for and preached and died for, uh, the the gospel that Paul devoted uh, his his life to proclaim, uh, the gospel, by the way, is the one thing that distinguishes, clearly distinguishes uh, the local church from all other religions Uh, all other benevolent organizations, uh, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you can can feed people, uh, you can clothe them, uh, you can give them shelter, uh, but all of that's for nothing if they don't know Jesus Christ, their personal Savior. The local church has been given by God the commission to spread that gospel, to go into all the world uh, and to preach it. Uh, But the church today, I think, doesn't always prize the gospel uh, as their greatest treasure. Um, We attempt to to emphasize um, the things that we do or how we reach people, whatever. Uh, And um, we look at our ministries, our programs, our facilities, uh, we, we do all those things and, and, we, and we don't even give the gospel to people. 
There are churches in beautiful buildings all, and by the way, even in, in other religions and dominations, I mean, things laden in gold and fancy and all this different stuff, uh, and all the money that's spent, and, and they won't give the gospel to people uh, in their services today. Or they might even give a, a false gospel. Uh, one thing I want you to take away from today is that if you're saved today, you have in your possession the greatest thing, the greatest treasure uh, that he can ever give you. You have that if you've received Christ. But that greatest treasure is in an earthen vessel. Um, a a good-for-nothing, cheap. In fact, uh, he would use uh, that analogy to talk to the church at Corinth to say not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Not only am I just an earthen vessel made from dirt, that God, he says, when he calls, when he calls, he calls the weak uh, and, and the, the not noble. Uh, and uh, and there's never, there should never be a time as a preacher or a pastor uh, or any other pastor that you think, uh, look what God got when he got me. I don't even understand why God chose me. Uh, and, uh, but he did. And he had a plan for me. If I look at the scriptures and what, we've, what we have uh, described about the Apostle Paul, uh, God ordained a lot of things in my life. Uh, to make me and form me and fashion me uh, as the potter does the clay. Um, and so I'm thankful for that. I don't regret it. Uh, I, don't, I don't look back and bemoan the things that I've gone through. Um, I've, I've, if I needed forgiveness, I've asked for forgiveness, and I've tried to move forward. I've tried to grow uh, in grace and uh, in, in, in sanctification and separation and try to live for God, not to get saved, but because I'm saved, uh, so that, that, I could, that I could serve Him. It is the greatest possession of the gospel. This Corinthian church, as I mentioned, uh, were uh, a bunch of messed up people. Paul himself says, I am an earthen vessel. He described himself as the chiefest of sinners. Uh, that he, if it weren't for the grace of God, would be a castaway. Uh, he all the time uh, was, uh, was showing and displaying to those around him uh, that he didn't deserve. He was, he was probably haunted by his past. Um, you know, uh, how many people in here have killed somebody? Hopefully nobody raised their hands. Uh, I mean, maybe in military, I understand that. Uh, but, um, but some of us, think of what he had done. And to realize that, when, that he was doing it, by the way, when he did that, he was doing that in the name of God. To find out that he was mistaken. And all that blood that was on his hand, he had a past that probably haunted him that he thought about uh, all the time. He was crippled uh, by his own inadequacies. Uh, he had a thorn in the flesh, the Bible says, and, uh, and uh, he, was, uh, he was continually challenged by uh, a never-ending struggle uh, with, with temptation. Uh, he, he lays out in the Bible and he says, you gotta, you got to live in the, in the spirit uh, and not in the flesh. And you got to put your flesh uh, under subjection and, uh, and, uh, and trust in the grace of God. He's, Don't put yourself, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof and, uh, and uh, you know, abstain from all appearances of evil. He was somebody just like you, just like me, uh, who was inadequate. He was an earthen vessel. Uh, but the church in the church today, it, just like the church then, is still very earthen. It's crippled uh, by a lack of commitment. Uh, it's crippled by division. Uh, it's crippled by carnality and worldliness. Uh, and the ministries of God are, some, are weak and susceptible in all of us to burnout and, uh, and uh, moral failure, just on and on and on. We, are, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now, here's what I want us to understand. Here's the first question. The first question is, do you um, have that treasure? Uh, today, as you sit here in this church, 
Have you asked Jesus Christ to forgive you, realizing that you're a sinner that needed a Savior uh, and, uh, and accepted the gift of salvation by faith and trusted in Christ? Um, do you have that treasure? Uh, that is, um, that is the, the biggest decision you can make in your life. We wanted to explain that to young people yesterday, uh, that this is a, an important decision. Uh, I don't think they should take it lightly. I don't think you should take that lightly. Uh, but again, we're here today at this church, and it isn't, it isn't just to provide for you, social, uh, you know, a social club. Uh, it isn't to, to provide for you entertainment. That's not why we're here. Uh, we're here so that uh, people can be saved. Uh, we're here that saved people can be edified and, and to go out uh, and be used to, uh, for God to find and make more saved people. That's why, that's why we're here. Uh, but God's, God's using broken, messed up people. Now, uh, but he says for this purpose, look at verse number seven. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He goes on to qualify that in these next verses. Uh, and if you've read these ones before, we think of, like I had a message in here, I'm concerned, not distressed, confused, not depressed, crucified, not deserted, cast down, not devastated. Uh, and preach it to the point that we're all going to have difficulties in our life, but we have power through Christ uh, to, to be overcomers, to, to, uh, to have victory. And that is true. But what he's saying in this context is that when we have persecution and we're not forsaken or we're cast down, it's all because of the glory of God and the power of God in our life. There's nothing that, that we're doing that merits any of it. It's all God. Now, um, we had all kinds of helpers, uh, very talented people, uh, artsy people, right, uh, who can make all these things. And uh, like this train here. Uh, it's, uh, it's all cardboard and whatever, uh, and they put a lot of work in it, made working lights and different things. There's actually uh, working steam that comes out of this, uh, and, uh, but uh, it's, it's great for vacation Bible school, but I don't want any videos of us having smoke uh, you know, in, a, in a service uh, on a Sunday. But this took a lot of work and a lot of creativity, uh, and there are many uh, ladies that worked on that. Uh, and, uh, and, and painting and doing all that, uh, the scenes. And, uh, and, and I've already mentioned Autumn. I've mentioned Amanda. And there's so many that came. We had new members. Uh, Miss Jackie was here, spent a couple days doing that. Uh, there were people throughout the night. Uh, the Goodmans had come Saturday uh, and were here late. Some of them, uh, Shane and Chanel and Miss Autumn, uh, and probably Braxton, I think, uh, was here until like 5.30 in the morning. Uh, and uh, and, and here's, my, here's what I'm trying to say, is that when it comes to vacation Bible school, um, there's a lot of people that work hard, uh, and, and, they, and they use their talents and their gifts uh, for the Lord, and it's a labor of love, uh, and, uh, and I'm truly thankful. I said it even last night on, on, on the internet, uh, I'm thankful for all that, and I just sit back and watch. Like last year, we just showed up like the night before. Uh, we were out of town, and we come in, and then, so I, I, just, I just dress up in whatever costume they give me uh, and, and act a fool uh, two or three times during the day. Uh, and have fun, uh, but I, I, I don't do any of the, of the work leading up to it. Uh, and, uh, and tonight, by the way, uh, we are going to need to tear all this stuff down after church, uh, and, uh, and I'm going to have to bail uh, and to go, because I've got to go to Mount Vernon uh, this evening, uh, and so I'm not even going to help clean it up. Uh, and, uh, but my point is this, talented people uh, using their talents for the Lord, their gifts for God, uh, to accomplish something for it. And when people see 
when they see the sets and they see the stuff, uh, we post pictures on there. But man, that is great. And when they, when they do that, they, they basically say um, that you, us, me, or uh, us as a church, um, go all out, or we do so much, and thank you uh, for, for the things that you do. Uh, I enjoy working with the kids, and, and I can be a big kid, and, it's, and there's some effectiveness that comes from that, uh, and I enjoy that. Teachers that are here, uh, taking the Word of God, people, everybody, working in, you know, together uh, to accomplish it, made all kinds of games. Uh, there was just so much that went on, uh, and it's good for us to be thankful uh, to tell people that we're grateful uh, for what they've done. But here's, here's, here's the point. Um, when it comes to glory, uh, we have to make sure that we put the crown on the right head. And um, I'm thankful that, that several young people got saved, but we didn't save them. Um, we, we labored and we were tired and we were working. And there's probably times like, oh, this is so much. Uh, and we're, we're doing a lot. And then you're like, I hope kids come. Uh, and, uh, and, and so really it's just working and laboring and just trusting that God would give the increase because we can't do anything uh, to make sure that that happens. Uh, and, and so when the Bible here says that Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God uh, and not of us. Verse number 11, for we which live are always delivered unto the death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Um, and so some people are like, you guys, you guys are awesome at Breen Baptist Church going all out for the kids and, uh, and going the extra mile. Uh, and, uh, and, and there were people who went the extra mile in the decorations and all this stuff and all the work, and it's still not over. Uh, but, my, but, but I want us all to understand, myself and you, uh, that all the glory goes to God. Amen. We have to always put the crown on the right head. Um, by the way, the Bible says, uh, Paul said too. He said that uh, the flesh is uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He says we 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 know what we ought to do, and then we don't do it. He says even even the the ability, the willingness to even even show up and do it is all the grace of God. Left to ourselves, we wouldn't we wouldn't show up. We would uh, we would find other things to do uh, instead of serving the Lord. But we've got to give glory to God. So two things that we're going to do today, and I'm, I'm done here. Uh, the first thing is the question. Are you saved? Do you have this treasure? Uh, the gospel, salvation, do you possess it? That has God given that to you uh, by faith uh, and grace because you've, you've said, God, I'm a sorry, sinful person, uh, and I need, uh, I need you to save me, forgive me, and save me. I hope today that you have that treasure. But maybe you're here today, uh, I mean, it's part, yesterday is kind of like, uh, we get down towards, there's a lot of relief at the end of the day, uh, and, uh, and I'm up here, and, uh, and names are being called out, and kids are, uh, parents are picking them up, uh, everyone that's, uh, there's pressure, right? You're, you got to have them, you're here, and you got to watch them, you got to make sure. We had a, uh, an ant problem, we were rolling around the grass, and one little kid got like bazillion ants all over him, and, uh, and, uh, and I, you know, it's like, I got ants in my shoes, and I'm like, you got uncle in your other one? I mean, I don't, I don't even, I'm trying to be, but it's like serious. She had like, I don't know how many, like hundreds.
hundreds of ants all over her. Uh, and um, uh, you know, it's just it's vacation Bible school. Rub them off and keep going. Uh, and uh, but we're responsible for them. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, all the kids that came are back with their parents. Everybody's safe. The things are done. Stuff is just. And then we just go like, man, we did good. That's the temptation. It's like we we worked hard. We did we did this. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's like God didn't make these. Um, you know, we made them. I taught this, whatever. I got to, and we get in the way, and we forget that that, that we wouldn't even show up if it weren't for the grace of God. So, do you have that treasure? Number two, would you just thank God today by prayer uh, or in prayer um, and put the crown on the right head? And give him the glory for what he's done. And by the way, when somebody says, hey, you're awesome, just remind them, I'm not awesome. God's awesome. God did that. Praise the Lord. Uh, It said, boy, I really enjoyed that song. Praise the Lord. Pastor, I really enjoyed that sermon. Praise the Lord. Uh, Boy, you guys just go all out for vacation Bible school. Praise the Lord. God is good. And let's put the crown on the right head today and just thank him for the six souls that got saved. And for the ability to serve him. Would you do that? Let's all stand. Our heads bowed <clears throat> and our eyes closed.